Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Welcome to Sports Day, Tuesday nights. Badge and Sats uh, on Sports Day for you. Welcome to it. Uh, Gary Belcher, of course, coming from the team that finished uh, fourth on the ladder uh, in 2021. God, who was it? You love Come them. on. You love Come them. on. No, I refuse. You can do this. The All Roosters. Right, the, the Roosters. Yes, they finished Eastern fourth. Eastern Suburbs, now Sydney Roosters. So basically, yep. Woogie, you know, they own Sydney. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. No, and they, and they I, steal I, I all do, the Rabbitohs players too, don't they? I, uh, yes. I do name it after a, uh, a player last night, the Mick Cronin mm-hmm. studio from Parramatta Eels. And Arthur Beetson, I, there's some fantastic roosters, but um, I was coached by him in State of Origin and a hell of a great person. The great man Arthur was, immortal of the game. And also one of the great assets of the uh, Eastern Suburbs Roosters was the House of Grouse, which, what? of course, Jace was a house um, that was lived in by Michael Crocker, uh, Chris Walker, <laughs> Todd Payton, Anthony Minicello, and Brett Finch. Oh, God. On one side of them, they had the principal to, I think, one of the biggest Jewish schools in Australia. And on the other side, they had a house full of swingers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they played Friday night most weeks, the Roosters, because oh. they were so good. So the weekend, the House of Grouse just went off. Oh, God. Mm. Did you spend many Never nights went at there. the House of Grouse? Never oh. went there. In 2004, Toddy Payton had to leave the Roosters and went to the West Tigers, and he was telling us about the House of Grouse. It was famous. And because at the West Tigers, we'd play Saturday night or Sundays, the Roosters would play Friday night. So he had to put up with like one or two nights of partying be- the night before he'd play a game. Oh, he still lived there? Yeah, he still lived there. <laughs> oh, I know. Bad when, when were you at the Roosters, Sats? Uh, 1994. I signed for three years. I lasted six months. Why? What's your player number, Scott? Just hated Sydney. Roosters player number? Couldn't tell you. 917. There you go. Scott Sattler. There you go. Yeah. Well, you yeah. just couldn't hack Sydney. Well, you're in, fir- you're in first grade, right? Yeah, I, I broke my jaw about eight weeks in, and I was out for 12 weeks. And then I came back to the South Queensland Crushers, the, the brand new franchise. didn't like it that much. You broke your own jaw <laughs> to get out. That, it's going to extremes. So uh, who was your coach then? Mark Murray. Uh, and he got he actually he got Muppet. terminated towards the end of the year and Phil Gould came in for the last game. Don't you regret 94. moving that? Was, is that no, a regret? I d- no, I Leaving just, the Roosters? I just didn't like Sydney at all. There you go. I was just Emotionally, I wasn't mature enough. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Badge coming from the Artie Beatson studio tonight, and, and well deserved studio. Um, who who is your greatest Roosters player? We'd love to get your uh, text on that. And someone I see has already popped up on the text. Someone we actually tried to get tonight, but we couldn't get a hold of. Who's that? Craig Salvatore. Oh yeah, he's uh, he was he's he's in Good my man, top three. Salvo. My top Great three player. Favorite. 
Roosters players. Luke Rickardson's my favourite Roosters player of all time. Well, he's coming on the show soon. Yeah. What is that because of his stunning good looks or because of his ability on the field? Both. Both. He was a tremendous player. A great competitor, Luke Rickardson. Started off in the centres, ended up in the back row. Uh, but a tremendous competitor and um, just had great integrity for the game as well. A tremendous guy. Can I ask him tonight, boys? I, I don't want to embarrass you because you know, you're all mates with these blokes we're getting on. Can I ask who is the better looking, him or Craig Wing? Is that no. all right? You can ask him. Yeah. He probably oh. won't talk to you again. Sporty Gavs text in already. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Sporty Gavs favours Roosters players. Kevin Horry Hastings badge. Did you? Yeah. You would have got him, wouldn't you? I th- I think right at the end of his career. Yeah. Horry. Okay. Um, probably the best player never to play for Australia. Player. One of you. You, you would say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was always mentioned. Did he win a couple of Rothmans medals? I think he did actually. At least one. He, he won at least one. Uh, Laurie Spina. Yeah. Kerry Boast. Yes. Oh, yeah, Bowie, of yeah. course. When did, was that the Roosters? Noel Cleal, Dave Brown, the point-scoring machine. And Craig Salvatore, yeah. Who's your well, favourite? Two Dave Browns, of course. The big Dave Brown who was, played yeah. at South in Brisbane, played for Queensland, front rower in the 80s, played at the Roosters too. Mm. The uh, the Dave Brown from King of Roy. King Roy Red Ants. Yeah. Mm. My favourite rooster, uh, Noel Cleal, boys. Crusher. Mm. How good was he? Gee, he was a good one too, wasn't he? All righty, 0457 736 736. Got another text here as well. G'day, Bad Sats and Woogie. What's this? Despite the fact you Oh, guys... no, this is Glenn. So Glenn, our reality king from Newcastle. Yeah. No, I like his texts. And some, I do um, too. Unfortunately, sometimes we don't get to them because we do get a lot of texts about the topics at night. But he's just saying, despite the fact you guys no longer appreciate my insightful reality updates, I will continue mm-hmm. to be a loyal listener and apologise to my fan base. No, Glenn, we want you to continue with your... Reality at the moment, Gogglebox is on. It's actually his last episode on Thursday night. Gogglebox. So has he got something my for us there? Shows on TV. He, well, he just you know, trying to get your well, attention. The, fan, uh, the the blocks finished now, badge. So, <laughs> um, what else? There's a VIP Big Brother. Oh, is anyone watching that? Oh, please. Who's that thing with the well, fake Glenn. lips? Oh, Glenn, Glenn would that's be. He's meant to, he's meant mm. to be doing it. Mm. Uh, evening, boys. My favourite Roosters player. Absolutely none of them. Glory, glory, the reptile. You go straight. You get a gold medal. <laughs> Reptile from all us South supporters. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. As you said, that's uh, your favourite Roosters player of all time, and I think it's a man crush. Uh, Luke Rickardson coming on the show. Uh, we're going to talk a bit of football tonight too. Ryan Grant, Socceroo what? and Sydney FC player. Now they're preparing to take on Saudi Arabia Thursday nights at Combank Stadium, formerly Is known this... as Bank West Stadium. When do I? Can we going to stop saying that? Tonight. Tonight. Thank God. They. They. Um. Is this like I know we've had a really good run, the Socceroos. Mm. Is this like this isn't do or die, make or break? Have no, to win. no. But if we it's win, I think we go top of uh, uh, Grip B badge. Mm. So right. and they're undefeated, Saudi Arabia. In fact, they've only conceded three goals in their campaign so far. And we've lost Aaron okay. Moyes, had to return back to Shanghai as well. How dodgy is that? Well, we're playing Shanghai, China Shanghai. In, the, in the next leg, and yeah, Shanghai's ordered him back to his his employer, his club. So we're missing one of our best players. Oh, you think it's a conspiracy? Of course no, it's it not is. a conspiracy theory. It's <laughs> yes. like, uh, and because, you know, they've caught him back, can't play for Australia. Well, who, who's ordered him back? The, the, the club. The prime president or the, 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 the boss His of employer. China? I don't know if you understand China. It's under a... <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I just... Tell me about... What are you saying about Chinese? Nothing. China. They're, what they're, they're, they're giving themselves an advantage badge by mm. recalling one of Australia's great players mm. to club football. 
mm. which means he's unavailable to play China next week. Mm. No, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Uh, Full of Chris, integrity. Chris Nelson, uh, he'll join us as well. He's going to give us some tips for Ipswich uh, tomorrow. Plus, you know, there's a $75,000 first prize dog race in Ipswich on Thursday night. You well, think can we dogs? take out any – like, can we just take out dogs? Well, you'll take – I'll take Lulu. Well, you just turn up. What's Lulu? That's the kid's dog. It's a oh, what does she do? Cocker Spaniel. No, she's oh, not no, a Cocker I've got Spaniel. A, I've got a Labby. Beat, beat the Cocker Spaniel every day. <laughs> Your Labby just lick everyone. So, so everyone – okay, so tell us. Where have we got to turn up with our dogs? You've got to go yeah. to Ipswich. Well, that's a bit yeah. tricky. If you can get across the border and you can win 75 grand. Yeah, no, you, no it's, um, it's not an open invitation. You can't just what turn up with your mutt <laughs> Thursday night. There's already greyhounds that are qualified for this. Anyway, we'll talk to Chris O. Um, Sat, speaking of dogs, yep. have, and Badge, you probably haven't seen this because you're not on social media and you're the smartest man in the room. Well, you're not in our room. You're in your own room at the mm-hmm. moment. But mm. the this whole thing that's going on at the moment about take a selfie with your pet and you'll plant a tree. Who's planting the bloody trees? Where are these trees going? Where are they? And have know. you done it yet? No, I haven't. You will though, well, won't I, you? No, I shan't be doing it. Who's who's who started this? I don't know. Who, who's doing this? I don't. This everyone, is a good test for people that'll it. just do what they're told and think it's going to happen. Starting a revolution. I asked a colleague of ours today. I said, "Brooksy, not naming names." He's named <laughs> Brooksy. <laughs> I said, "Mate." Who's planting the trees? He goes, I don't know. It's just an opportunity for a selfie with my dog. Yeah, see, that's – I could see him saying mm. that. It's vague. Yeah. And, and look, the, the thing is, it's – you're actually making more pollution by charging your phone mm. and, and putting this stuff on social media. Like, be responsible. Can oh, – can, can someone explain it to us? Because it doesn't sound like you know what's going on. I don't know. And I'm sick of no, saying No, our listeners. Oh, 0457 736 736. <laughs> what is this about? One of our hot topics tonight, boys, when I mentioned the 80s, yep. which sports stars come to mind? Now, I gave you a bit of homework. I want a rugby league player really and an international sports star. Okay. Well, Badge can't because he, he played in the 80s and the 70s. But um, No, I didn't. <laughs> I did play in the 70s. 60s. I was a kid. <laughs> But oh yeah, I've got I've got a rugby league player who Badge knows very well, and a sports an international sports person. Well, throw it at us. Throw it at now. Yeah, well, Mal Meninga is my rugby league 1980s player. So that's who oh. you think of when you say the 80s. When I hear the Seriously. 80s, I, th- I think can't Mal believe Meninga. you didn't say Brad Clyde. Yeah, no, but. more Mal. And then yeah. um, when I think 80s international sports, I just think Mike Tyson. 1986. It was tw- 90s, oh, wasn't it? 1986, 20 year old world heavyweight champion. Never happened again. Yeah, you know who I think of, Badge, before you go? Tell I, me. No, tell me. When I think I of 80s anyone. sports stars, I just think of the West Indies bowling attack. Yeah. Not just oh, one, oh. but just like how dominant were the Windies in the 80s? And oh, the well, I, you know, I'm, I'm straight away you got me because I'm thinking Viv Richards. I, he was just he was just the swagger, the brilliance, the megastar. He looked like he could – It just it looks like, he, you know, you put him in the ring and he could fight Mike Tyson. The bloke could do anything. Mm. So that's my international what one. What about the Who's swagger? your football? Yeah. Oof. Who's my, your uh, your leaguey? Bronco de Jura. Really? South Sydney fullback, first grade cricketer. Actually, a South tomorrow? No. You're not in the South home studio till Thursday night. I'm going to Thursday. try and get Bronco de Jura. If anyone's got his contact details, <laughs> uh, could you let me know? I want to get him. He was my favourite South player. Yeah. Him and Terry Faye. Yeah. 
Oh, the Redfern Express. Did you play with you play with him at Canberra? Didn't yeah, you? played with Canberra Jetta. Great man. Who's your rugby league? You, you've got to have man. one badge. Well, I've, I've mentioned so many people over the last, you know, Arthur and and Mick Cronin and um, you know, a bloke I always always looked up to from afar, and I got to meet him when I met, went to Canberra. Um, but he was just down there working as a wine rep, and he was a great mate of Mal Meninga's because he toured with him, Steve Rogers. And I was just awestruck. We had we went out for Chinese. That's how good it was. We had Chinese <laughs> with Steve Rogers, um, Mal and myself and our wives. And I just I just couldn't believe it how how good a bloke he was. And um, but watching him play football, those silky skills and the way he moved. Um, yeah, I'd say he, he straight away. I think about the the 80s. I think of Steve Rogers. I remember seeing him at the Lennox Head Hotel badge many years ago. I went to like a junior clinic and. Um, and I remember seeing him in the because I think he ran the pub, the Lennox Head Hotel, and I remember watching right. him and and I just watched him just walk back and forth across the room like it was like I was just stargazing, just watching him. He's just such mm. a superstar. Talking about the Chinese with Aaron Moy, and then you're talking about you went and had Chinese. Muppet has texted and said, "I like Chinese. The waiters are never rude. They're polite, friendly, and ready to please." Absolutely. No one's saying anything bad. No, no, he's not. He's not saying okay. we are. Well, you hey, guys no, did. No, stop it. No. You, Listen, you're got to go. That there's a conspiracy there's to not stop a conspiracy. Australia winning in the soccer. It's not a conspiracy. Mm. If you it? can, they've just uh, done what That's, anyone else would do. So some of them talked to others and said, "Bring him home at your club." Would you say they conspired? Listen, uh, Luke Rickinson, it's alleged. <laughs> Luke Rickinson coming up real soon. But before we go to a break, boys, quickly, the NRL draw was released. Panthers and Seagulls kick it off on Thursday the 10th of March. The Broncos, the Adam Reynolds Broncos, it's weird to say, will host the Bunnies on the Friday night. Uh, Badge, the Bulldogs are in for a bit of a tough start. This is tough, yeah. Like, mm. if you're a, you're a Bulldog, and I read, I read their draw. Like, okay, it is tough, but in one way, I think it's, Probably not as bad as it could be. They've got a couple of games first up that you'd say are winnable against the Cowboys and Broncos. And then they meet the top four. The top four from this year, they meet them over the following month. In, in I don't know, even know which order. Uh, Manly, Souths, Penrith and Melbourne. Mm. In, in the next month. <laughs> so hopefully for Bulldogs fans, they can get... A win or two up first, and then they've got you know they're, they're into the group because the typical thing, typical thing for, the, for Trent Barrett and Co is they've got a lot of new faces. It's you, it, it's it's hard to make them gel straight away and get the sort of footy you want them to play. But they've got a couple of winnable games first, and then wow, that's tough. The game, rounds three to yeah. six. Um, good news for the Warriors, possibly still a long way away. Possible homecoming in round fifteen. That's Sats. a long time, isn't it? It is. It's a long time. Um, but August 2019 was the last home game oh, wow. in New Zealand. Uh, good news for regional fixtures, though. Um, Dubbo, Wagga, Darwin, Coffs Harbour, Bathurst, Mudgee, Tamworth, Sunshine Coast, Bundaberg, Mackay. Uh, Missy from Dubbo has said, round six, Manly, who do they play, guys? That's the Mudgee game. And I'm just looking at this on the draw, and it's got Four Pines Park, which is Sydney, which is Brookvale Oval. Right. Playing against the Titans, round six. Missy, so unless they haven't updated that yet. And Melbourne will finally get to play back in front of their fans, which is great news for the fans of Rugby League uh, in that southern Mm. capital. Hey, we better get to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Luke Rickardson, Roosters legend and a good-looking rooster, joins us next on Sports Day.
Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, that's a poor pass to Lockyer. But Lockyer turns a mess into an attack and he keeps it going. They're still going. It's Kim Orley. He's got Cairns with him. Kim Orley waits. Lockyer. Lockyer, they're going to win it. Ricketson. Oh, Great Britain will lose the series 3-0. Ricketson with his second try. Yeah, what a game. That was 2003, the third test against uh, England. The man's joining us now. He played 301 games for the Roosters, the first Roosters player to do so. Ten origins for the Mighty Blues, four tests for Ireland. How'd that come about? Six tests for the Kangaroos. Luke Rickardson, welcome to Sports Day. Hey, boys. Thank you very much. Before Sats gets into it, tell us about the four tests for Ireland. How'd that come about? Yeah, you know what? I get this question a bit, but... um Mate, can't you sort of tell by the accent how Irish I am? But, um, yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, back in 2000, uh, uh, David Barnhill was playing over in uh, Leeds in England and the manager at the time was looking after the Irish team and uh, Barney sort of had this opportunity to uh, sort of handpick some people of Irish descent. And um, so I uh, got over there with a couple of good blokes. Uh, Kevin Campion was mm. one um, and the great Danny Williams. And... Um, so we got over there and played, yeah, for Ireland. Had to sort of learn the national anthem, obviously, and uh, a lot of other things about drinking um, uh, sort of Guinness and a few things like that. So, um, yeah, I think I fitted in quite well, and we did, we did pretty well in the tournament. So basically you're saying it was a junket. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> massive, massive, massive junket. Well, so that's sort of, you know, how it works is basically, um, you know, rugby league. We don't go too far, you know, like probably the biggest trip's probably North Queensland. So for me to get a trip to the UK, mate, I was my hands up. So let me get there. Yeah. Now, your time at the Roosters, as uh, Jay said, 301 games. And you started out as the centre. And the reason why we're talking to you, as we've been saying all night, Rick, is we're, we're going through the ladder and we're the, uh, the Roosters uh, studio at Bad Badger's house tonight, which uh, is the Arthur Beetson studio. But The great man, Yeah, Arthur. You're, you're the first... Um, First player to, to break 300 games for the Roosters. But you started out of centre, moved into the back row. Now, remind me, was it Mark Murray or was it Phil Gould when he went to the Roosters that turned you into a back rower? Um, mate, it was he, none of those guys, actually. It was Gus Gould that um, made, the, made the switch. So, yeah, actually, um, I debuted as a winger, uh, Sats, which is even more sort of scary to think that um, <laughs> uh, that's where it all started. And, uh, yeah, just kind of... Uh, I suppose throughout the the years, um, you know, I probably wasn't the most um, sort of skillful outside back, and just like to follow the ball and like a bit of a cattle dog, and just run in there and uh, chase the ball all day. So basically, getting in the back row was um, was probably fortunate. A bit like yourself, it was kind of you know the game had changed, you know. So through that early nineties to sort of mid nineties, um, you know, it became a bit more of an athletic sort of. Uh, thing being the back row, we got rid of all the sort of uh, big bash and barge players, thank God. So um, anyone that was a little bit more athletic um, that liked to tackle sort of found their way into the back row and I was one of those. You're always a Bondi boy, um, playing for Bondi United. Was there ever a time during your career, Rico, where you, you nearly went elsewhere or was, was there an offer for another club that, that nearly persuaded you? Yeah, I actually had a couple of little uh, things that popped up. Funny you talk about the Irish thing before that. I, um, I played for Ireland and I had an old school teacher called Matt Williams that coached um, 
New South Wales rugby and then ended up going over and uh, coaching over in Ireland. He sort of said, mate, there's a World Cup coming up. Um, do you want to come over and try and qualify for the Irish team? So I had an offer to go and play rugby in Ireland, which was, was interesting. Um, and then I, um, I had a pretty sort of uh, good conversation with the dogs at one stage there, and I thought... Um, not that I got stale at the one club, but you sort of um, you come off a lot of pre-seasons, I suppose looking for a, for a different challenge. And um, you know, Canterbury to me were a you know huge family club, and you know obviously based their game on um, you know, being sort of defensive and sort of to them and through them style of football. And so um, you know that was an interesting sort of conversation. Um, so that was kind of it. And then maybe the Warriors at one stage. I remember talking to a couple of guys there that. I know when, when Kevin Camp and a few guys went over there, there was a real opportunity to get uh, a couple of um, guys to go over and play for the Warriors. and um, So those things were sort of in the background, but uh, it was pretty hard to, to press the go button. You know, when it came to push um, and shove, I didn't, uh, I didn't mm. take anything. Hey, Rico, I've always been interested in, in Nick Pilates and his, his in, in influence at the Roosters, which is just enormous, hard to understate. Did, did he have a big influence on your career and your decisions to, to hang around? Yeah, interesting. I think Nick, when he first got involved, uh, when I was at the club, was very much in the background. Um, and it wasn't until um, probably the sort of Gus Gould era of uh, about 96, 97, where you know, I, I think what had happened through the club through that period was, um, you know, I came into a squad that was, I suppose, the easy beats, um, obviously down the bottom of the ladder, and we sort of fluffed around for a period of time. And and then that was that decision to really have a crack, and that's where Nick really got involved. And, you know, I, I think he sort of tastes success um, through that period. And then he got really involved because we became more competitive. And um, so... You know, I think when Nick sort of found himself in a grand final, we, you know, found ourselves in a grand final in 2000, he went, God, I, I, I like this. I like this winning thing. And mm. um, and that's when we got more involved, particularly with the players, with us. And and we probably sort of haven't sort of turned back from there. I think it was, you know, as soon as he got that taste for it, um, and that was back in 2000, he hasn't sort of stopped his pursuit for uh, for excellence. So, um, And then we all get more involved with Nick, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Do, do, going right back for you too, you, you, Ben. You know, from Bondi or, or playing in that area, supported the Roosters. We, you know, as I said, we said it's the Arthur Beetson Studio. Did you have some one or or some favourite Roosters, your all time heroes? Yeah, look, I remember going at the old Sports Ground as a young bloke um, and watching him. Look, Kevin Hastings, you know, through that period. Um, Funny enough, I was a big fan of Hugh McGann and got to play with him right at the end there, which was pretty cool. What um, a player, yeah. Yeah, Huey was fantastic. And um, I suppose when you look back on it, you know, I mean, the game's certainly um, got a lot of, um, you know, Polynesian players, but back then there was only a handful and Hugh was such a leader uh, for our club back in there. And um, um, so I was obviously a huge fan of his. Uh, um, you know, guys like Dave Trella when I first arrived at the club, um, you know, I, I played. I played my last game with Fatty Vorton. He was a, he was a chook <laughs> for a minute there. So, um, you know, it was um, it was a great era to sort of come in to um, and be around the likes of Craig Salvatore and these sorts of guys. And then obviously we sort of, as I said, the game changed. Uh, Sats and you know that from that period, it basically mm. sort of turned on its head through that sort of middle nineties, and um, you know, it was becoming more of an athletic sort of style of football. And um, obviously, those old bash and barge players. Uh, out of favour. Now you mentioned the 2000 grand final. You're beaten by the Broncos that day, Rico. 
But the influence of Graham Murray, God rest his soul. I only met Graham Murray on a number of occasions through the game at functions. I never got close enough to him, but I've never heard a bad word about him and also how good he was as a coach. Mate, absolutely. Like he, um, like for me, I mean, there's a bit of that school teacher attitude, but he was a very personal guy and he, um, he just simplified things, you know. Like I think you kind of, uh, you know, when we come off of sort of a Gus Gould era and, you know, Gus, um, you know, it was a bit more complication around, you know, teaching you how to play football and very programmed, you know, we're very structured through that period. And, and um, you know, Graham Murray was just the opposite. He was all push up and just play what's in front of you. And that just completely changed the way we went about that uh, about that year. And, um, you know, it was a pleasure being around him through that period. Yeah, God rest his soul. And, um, um, you know, unfortunately in that day, it was a funny one because that was the unlimited interchange. And, um, you know, the Broncos were mm. way too smart. And um, I think they made something like 73 interchanges on the day. And we made, <laughs> you know, sort of 30-odd sort of thing. And um, Shane Webke and Gordy and... You know, Brad Thorne just coming off after a three-minute rest every time, mate. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a great day. Yeah, it was a nightmare that year, that 2000 year. Now, you play with some characters, didn't you, Rico? You mentioned Salvo and Mick Crocker and Brett Finch, Brian Fletcher. Oh, There's a few there, loose. wasn't there? <laughs> mate, lots of personalities. Um, Satson, you had your time with the Chooks, mate. I don't know that, but it's... Um, Look, it's, you know, it's a funny it's a funny thing. I think, you know, through my time being at the Roosters, particularly when I was younger, it was... um. Look, it was just a great club. You know, I've always felt like it had, you know, the three grades in mind and, you know, we did things as a group and, you know, very um, very welcoming club from the get-go. And then we sort of probably fell into that transit lounge where we were just basically plucking players to come into field gaps and holes. And, um, you know, and then through that, uh, the next successful period, we, um, we sort of got it right um, and got a lot of those good Queensland lads uh, down and, you know, the Mick Crocker and the, and the Chris Flannerys and these guys. and We just created a great culture through that period, which was fantastic. And then, yeah, then uh, Brian Fletcher was my old sparring partner and Fletch um, <laughs> being another Bondi lad and well, the world's funniest human, um, you know, could play a bit obviously as well, but, uh, you know, certainly gelled, gelled our team together through that period. Um, so, yeah, a bu- bunch of great characters and, you know, probably... Um, Another big one, which I was only talking to someone about the other day, was big um, Adrian Morley, big Moles through that oh, period. Yeah. We were able to pluck a really good Englishman out um, as a young 23-year-old and and just uh, just a great character. And um, Yeah, so there's been some fun ones on the way and, um, yeah, great memories. And, and of course, um, how, you know, not to mention the influence of Brad Fittler coming, you know, he'd already won a comp at Penrith and he, what, a few years later he was, he turned up at the Roosters and, uh, gee, he was, a, he was a great leader, wasn't he? Yeah, well, when he first arrived, he wasn't a great leader, but um, he um, <laughs> he he, uh, he had his uh, yeah. It was a, it was a fun time. I remember when he first got to uh, to the to uh, the Roosters. He I think his first request was he wanted to live at the Crown Plaza at Coogee, Um and the club decided that wasn't a good idea. Thank God. Hmm. And uh, yeah, look, we had a lot of fun. I mean, Freddie brought this whole different. Um, style of football he was just such a complete talent and um and then it clicked for freddie a few years later and all of a sudden he became this really professional leader and um you know turned around for us which was great and had all that success for, for, for freddie so it was um yeah i look i i have to say that the the best player i've ever played with i'd have to say uh definitely brad fitler um and probably the most talented was andrew walker um oh, yeah. through those periods yeah. um what a and i've never seen a more talented 
individual at training, you do things, you just say, mate, it's impossible that you could kick a ball like that or, um, you know, throw that sort of pass. You know, Andrew Walker, for me, was the most talented uh, by a mile. Mm. And, and just, just on you, on a personal note, because um, we're talking about the club a lot, but I, I remember, the, I think you were, you were about 30 when you finally got to play for Australia. How, how rewarding was that after all those years of, you know, you, you'd played, you know, you'd won comps, you'd, uh, you'd played for your state, but to finally wear the green and gold? Oh, huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, sort of ticking all the all the boxes on the way. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I just, you know, and Satch, you'd be in the same boat. We sort of grew up with a great era of back rollers and players. And I mean, there were so many good, um, you know, people in those positions that, you know, you were happy to, to sort of make a rep team. And, you know, like I was playing for, you know, for City, you know, I, I was I was pretty happy to even make those, you know, teams. It was just to be part of that um, environment. But, um yeah, to get that nod and obviously go on a tour was, was something special. And, um, um, yeah, had a lot of fun with uh, all your Penrith boys, um, Big Jolie Clinton um, and uh, Big Trenny Waterhouse and those guys. It was just great. It was a great experience to be away with a bunch of good fellas and, um, and have success. And I, I heard the intro on the way through and uh, the likes of Darren Lockyer and these lads. It was just um, yeah, a dream to play for, uh, for Australia. Now, of course, we can't live uh, without talking about the 2002 Grand Final, Rico, and that moment where Richard Villasanti rammed his head into to Brad Fittler and opened Freddie up, and all of a sudden, your Ford pack went on like a, like a, just a, a relentless charge to try and damage that Warriors Ford pack. What was the communication when that happened? Was there any talk on the field that, to go to another level, or did it just naturally happen? Yeah, I think the big thing what happened with us. Uh, so it was sort of, you know, Ricky Stewart came in and coached us in 2002 and, you know, and, and Ricky got there and, uh, as only Ricky could. I mean, Ricky was only, um, I think he was about 35 when he mm. got to our club, so I think he was quite mm. young. And, and he was like, you know, there's a reputation of this Cafe Lado set, you know, I want to make sure I change it. If I do anything at this club, I want to make you, you know, you know, you think of people to think of you as a different sort of club. So, of course, it was Sandhills every friggin' Saturday. It was bashing each other up in the gym. He, he thought boxing was a good idea, which I hated. Um, all these different attitudes. So all of a sudden, we had this rush defence thing that sort of you know crept into our game. And I don't know, it just it just you know, as you know, it just evolved through the year that we um, we used to come out of the line, and you know, and 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 that's the way we sort of um, you know performed that year. And um, yeah, so when that happened, it was almost like the light bulb went on. It was you know. All, you know, we need to get revenge, you know, someone's taken down Fred. So a lot, lot of communication, um, not a lot of communication, it was just more the <laughs> Moz just took it upon himself, you know, he just had this little, um, used to blink, weirdly enough, and you just knew that when Moz was doing this sort of twitchy blink that um, someone's <laughs> going to get hurt. So um, that's pretty much what happened for the next 10 minutes, and thank God it happened. Um, I wish it happened in 2003, which it didn't happen. Um <laughs> But uh, we got on a bit of a roll there, and thank God we uh, got over the top. Rightio, Luke Rickardson, as we celebrate Good the stuff. Roosters. Uh, we didn't even Gary... talk to him about his spring racing carnival. It would have been, oh, oh, that would he, have been awesome. He would have been <laughs> sick of putting a new <laughs> suit on every week. I've got, have. I have got one question we have to ask, and we'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have been renowned for being a good-looking bunch of Roosters. Is Craig Wing the, the best? Does he does he get the gold? He gets a little bit jealous when people talk about Craig Wing. Well, I mean, Luke Rickardson is a good-looking Rico player. thinks he's uh, the best-looking Well, Roosters, yeah, so. look, I have to ask. I'm a journalist. Uh, is it, uh, is it can, Craig Wing? You can ask that. And, and you know what? 
the worst part about this is I saw Wingy the other day, and he's getting younger. <laughs> oh, no. It's freaking. Mate, he's getting better looking, younger, fitter. Mate, he's got a six-pack. sickening. He's, um... Wingy, Wingy's just getting uh, better with age, so uh, mate, he takes the mantelpiece. There's a lot of things we could talk about Wingy off air, but we won't today. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's uh, he, he's uh, he gets he gets the gold medal. Put it that way. Well, yeah, Rico, mate. Thanks for taking our call. And thanks for joining us on Sports Day today. No worries, boys. Thanks again. Luke Ricketts in there. Uh, nice bloke for a rooster. Pretty good actually. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. When we come back. Uh, we'll get into your texts, including the 80s. Which sporting star comes to mind and your favourite Roosters plays on the way next? This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Welcome back to it. 0457 736 736 is the text machine number. It is blowing up tonight about your Favourite sporting stars from the 80s and your favourite Roosters play. Before you get into some sporting stars, there's a text that's come through here. For you, Sats, Mm -hmm. it says, uh, good evening, gents. I reckon Sats' favourite rooster is Todd Byrne. That's Kev from Camden. (laughs) Leave Toddy alone, Kev. (laughs) Leave him alone. He was my favourite player that night because he didn't step inside. Oh, (laughs) wow. Yeah. Hey, guys. Poor Toddy. Uh, talk topic in relation to your sporting star that comes to mind in the 1980s. Peter Sterling. This is from Sporty Gabbers. Peter Sterling. Sterling was on the footy car that every kid wanted in the 80s. And when it comes to international, sprint sensation, King Carl Lewis. Yes, yeah. yes. What about what about Stevie Mortimer and that chip and chase that he had mm. and the cover defending tackles? Weren't they just so different, mm. Mortimer and, and Sterling? And so, and but, but so effective and, and great and... And then, then I, you know, after we talked before, and I, I thought Phil Blake, Phil Blake in the early '80s was an absolute superstar. Some of the stuff he used to do, yeah, running around for Manly, Craig Serviv and DK Lilly in the '80s, absolutely oh, yeah. dominated yeah. cricket. Didn't Australia versus yeah. West Indies? D- doesn't the '80s? It, it's it just reeks of cricket, doesn't it? Cricket and footy. That's it. Mm. How do you feel? Well, those ads that they oh. did and the cricket and oh, the '70s know. and '80s is about survival. The 80s is about survival. You played against the West Indies. Mm. You know, to, to get a century, to get a half century against the West Indies in, those, in the 80s was like getting a century because you're fighting for your life. There's no helmets. People didn't wear helmets. Who was your favourite Aussie cricketer? Mine was Kim Hughes. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved him. I love DK Lilly, but what about AB? What mm. about Alan Porter? Yeah. How tough was he? Yeah, Bruce Yardley. Um, ben uh, Huxley Griffith, uh, he loved it in the 80s. He loved watching WWF wrestling. Best match is when Hulk Hogan beat Andre the Giant. <laughs> no, we had Australian no, wrestling. He couldn't have beaten Andre the Giant. <laughs> Was that the 80s or 90s? We had Australian wrestling on in the TV. 70s. Was With that Killer 70s? Carl Cox? Killer yeah, it was the 70s. Killer, Killer Carl Cox and Mario, Mario Milano, Killer Carl Cox, the Tojo brothers. It was real. It wasn't this stuff that you blokes watch. What? It wasn't uh, like UFC. No. They would have just cleaned up. They would have cleaned up Conor McGregor. Now, Mickey G had him saying, for breakfast. Good evening, right, Jace, Sats and Badge. <laughs> now that I've cleared the cattle off the work vehicle, I'll play 80s NRL play. I'll go Sterlo was, uh, was the one that comes to mind. International. Well, my mum watched lots of tennis, so I'm thinking John McEnroe. I can hear those oh, rants. The yeah. ball was out. Yeah. Connors, yeah. McEnroe, yeah. Becker. Eva Gulligong was, um, was a star too, wasn't she? Yep. In the early 80s. Yep. Absolutely. Martina. 
Never had a lot. She was 15. Oh, I made love her. Oh, never. I was talking about Hingus. Yeah. Please. Now, Adrian's saying to you, Woogie is always challenging me to a battle of wits. But it was uncanny because every time I'm ready to go, Woogie was only ever 50% prepared. What? I don't know. Now, this is what? the one I want to read out to you. <laughs> this is what I want to read out to you, Woogie. What um, do you mean? The great, we're talking about the greatest Roosters players or your favourite oh, Roosters yes. players of all time. Yes, yes. Uh, greatest Rooster of all time is Uncle Nick, a.k.a. the Godfather, a.k.a. Nicholas George Politis. What this great man has done for the pride of the league... That might set you off the pride of the league because Souths are known as the pride of the league. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's the Roosters. An only standalone foundation club to play in first grade every year, which is yeah. correct Without as well. players, yeah. yeah. I yeah. say unsurpassed at any club or any sport in this country and largely with his own money. As for players, the original only, Axe Barry Riley. Mm. Hey, Bunny Riley. Bunny Riley. Yeah. Oh, but the other That's axe. Rooster Muzz. Gilly. Gilly. Gilmister. Mm. Great for them. Keep your text coming through. 0457 736 736. Forgot to play the Roosters theme song at the start of the yep. show, guys. Here it is. There it is. That's what they run yes. out to in front of 3,000 people uh, every week. There it is. Any more yeah. text? <laughs> <Boogie. laughs> so Tom says, Boogie Woogie. Badge and Sats. Favourite rooster. I forgot that he played for the roosters. John Chicka Ferguson badge. Chicka did. He did, yep. yeah. Newtown as well before he went to the Raiders. Now, uh, yeah. St. Boyd says uh, favourite rooster was Johnny Mays. A lot of, lot of really good names that are coming yeah, up. What about Russell Fairfax and Shirley well, when they had the long hair? They've got to get a mention. It's interesting you say that. There's a, there's a lot here for, for Russell Fairfax as well. Stumpy. Um, also... Uh, Gents, Andrew Walker is my favourite Rooster player. Not an East fan, but loved watching the Chooks play when Walker played for the a, Red, White and Blue Wasn't that a good um, rap from Luke Rick- Rickinson uh, yeah, he, the, the most talented player he's ever come across was Luke uh, was um, Andrew Walker. He was freakish to play against. He was so difficult to play against. You just didn't know what he was going to do with the ball in hand. He was just had this – he would be uncoachable, Andrew oh, Walker. Right, yeah. Keep your text messages coming through. We love them. 0457 736 736. The tool man, actually, he said to you he wanted you to play the money, money, money thing. Money, Thank money, you, tool man. Money, Here it is, the Roosters theme song. We better get to a break on Sports Day. Yeah, Thanks to man. Kia. The audio Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Back in a moment. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Certainly is. And tonight, the big focus is on some big races coming up at Ipswich this week in the Thoroughbreds and the Greyhounds, Chris Nelson. Well, of course, Jase. We've got Ipswich going around on the uh, Thoroughbred calendar tomorrow afternoon. However, on Thursday, it is the running of the Ipswich Cup for the Greyhounds. There's 113 thousand dollars up for uh, grabs there total prize money seventy five thousand dollars goes to the winner how good is that what seventy five grand seventy five thousand dollars goes to the winner we oh. need to get ourselves a greyhound mate i'm going to chuck lulu on the track on thursday night and see how we go that's the kid's dog <laughs> now who is... okay <laughs> what, what sort of dog is lulu uh a bit of everything mongrel it's no she oh, i actually forget <laughs> king charles spaniel cross with everything else yeah, she... Her mother, she might get was, run over, I think. her mother was a bit 
footloose and fancy free, I think. But anyway, <laughs> uh, mate, that's incredible prize money, seventy-five grand. Yeah, and if you want to know uh, more about uh, that particular meeting, of course, head to the Ipswich Greyhound Racing Club website, and that will give you all the information for what will be a cracking night out at uh, Ipswich on Thursday night for the the big one, the Cup. And as I mentioned, we have racing at Ipswich tomorrow as well. Seven races, and it kicks off at uh, t- uh, one fifty-three. 1.53 local time. That's Queensland time. Some interesting runners. It's not a bad card at all. I'll give you a couple of tips, Jase, because we've been on a roll lately, so we'll put that roll to a quick stop. <laughs> uh, race race two, number 10, My Odette. I think will run really well at around uh, $4. Uh, race three, number one, Frederick the Dane at almost $3. And I'll give you one more, and that is race number four, Horse number five, Astro Toy Boy. Astro Boy Toy, not Toy Boy, that's you. Boy Toy <laughs> uh, at about $2.70, you wish. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Rightio, mate, thanks for those tips. <laughs> Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Chat to you Thursday, mate. Look forward to it. Thanks, Jase. Uh, thanks, Nelson. Before we uh, get back to your text, quickly, just the weather. New Farm, Australian through and through. Sydney tomorrow, showers increasing. Top of 25, and Newcastle the same. A top of 28 after an overnight low of 17. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. I feel absolutely terrible. <laughs> Jeff Fennick, in, in relation to your favourite 80s sports people. Yeah. Of course, won all of his world titles through those uh, through the 80s. I remember growing up in the Queens Hotel yeah. on the Gold Coast, and Dad used to have this big screen in the public bar, and we used to always watch Lester Ellis... And Jeff Fennick fight on that big screen. I mean, mm. It took him six fights to win a world title. Six fights. He beat a guy by the name of Shingaki, who was an, obviously an Asian fighter. And um, it was tremendous. It was, a great, it was a great time for Australian boxing. It was. Um, who else? Jeff Harding, Lester Jeff Ellis. Jeff Harding. Yeah. Yeah. There were some outstanding fighters. Yeah. And, they, and then it, in, in the end, he was um, inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame. Jeff Fennick. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel, I'm filthy. I forgot Jeff Fennick. He was a... Absolutely. Who were the brothers on the Central Coast? The Waters Sats, brothers. Um, oh, mm. Dean and Troy and yep. the other guy. <laughs> that were cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now, in relation to favourite international sportsman, mine was Anton Senna, and the footy yes. had to be Brett Kenny. Jason from Maroochydore. Where's the respect for international sports? Uh, sorry, where's the uh, respect for Pat Cash? Of course, eighty-seven. That was from oh, our... that was an amazing time with the with the checkered um, yeah. bandana or whatever it was, and the, the the sweatband on his head. That was from our boss Hutchie. Good Pat call, Brucing. Yeah, oh, that was the best one ever. Actually, that's probably <laughs> the best text we've ever had. Give him a prize, Pat you say. <laughs> give, oh, give him a prize. You yeah. can have everything. Ah, uh, this is sports <laughs> Thanks to our mates at Kia, the all-new redesigned Kia Sportage medium SUV has been unleashed. Find out more at kia.com forward slash au. We better get to a break. Uh, More of your texts on the way, 0457 736 736. Got something to say? Text us anytime, 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. 
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.